Hey, LA football fans, the Left Coasters here. I'm Matt. I'm Brian. And I am Tony. And if you enjoy the three of us bantering over NFL football, please feel free to give us a like on SoundCloud. Head to Apple Podcasts and give us a review and help this podcast grow. You can also find us at theleftcoasterspodcast.com. And guys, get ready for a show. back it's the left coasters podcast week 13 of the nfl season is here i am matt d'angelo antonio normally you'll be hearing tony cavallo's voice right now he is uh still enjoying himself in his thanksgiving break <laughs> but he'll be here he surely. will be here in a little while when we get to our pick em section later on in the show we are going to bring tony uh into the fold and he is going to join us for our pick em section which will probably run a bit long this week because we've got five of us because the bra- the ballerina is here you've heard his voice already brian the ballerina Hello, hello, hello. After uh, Thanksgiving break, you went back to Detroit. I did, I did. How was it? It was wonderful. It's great to be back, however, in this beautiful, balmy, 85-degree weather. Uh, I had a great time in Detroit. It was great to watch the uh, Lions with my family members and friends. Uh, but I'm glad to be back here because i got to tell you, not only do we have a wonderful show for you, but we've got some really interesting guests here today. I'm sitting next to Alex Elche. The man, the myth, the legend, the Hello, my fellow, red, buddy. my fellow redhead and New York Giant aficionado. We couldn't, oh, yes. we couldn't ask for you to be here a better week. My God, yeah, oh, this is the perfect week, Lord. and part of the reason why we had you come in my was, uh, God, my friend, because it's been a long week for the New York Giants. It has been a tough week for the New York it's been Giants. A tough year. We are going to get into that a little bit later on in the podcast. Uh, we also this week have here with us our resident NBA correspondent and Panther fan, Thomas Jones. T.J. Wortham is joining us from his fine home in beautiful Glendale, California. Thank you for being here, TJ. So happy to be here, fellas. Thanks for having me. We're glad you were able to uh, come in. We thought, since Tony's going to be out of town, uh, what's better than having one extra co-host? How about having two extra co-hosts? Especially knowing that Mr. Wortham's Fantasy South. We got plenty to talk about with that, too, and we can't wait to hear what you have to say about your Carolina Panthers. It's a nice contrast to Cheeseman's Giants, you know. I'm really excited to talk about both of those things, and those are actually going to be to be the subject uh, of our first intro, our introduction segment here. We're going to talk about the Giants. We're going to talk about the Carolina Panthers because they're, uh, and we're going to talk about the NFC South in general because there's a lot to go through with all of those. So let's start with the biggest story of the week, which is Eli Manning. After 210 consecutive starts, Eli Manning, two-time Super Bowl champion, engineer of a a couple of the greatest comeback Super Bowl drives and wins in the history of football. Two-time Super Bowl MVP. A man who has led several worthless Giants teams to the playoffs at 9-7 and on the back of a really good defense is sitting. 
is sitting this week because the Giants are 2-9. and nine. Their season is in the tank. They are going nowhere. I feel very silly for picking them to win the NFC East this year. That was an ill-advised move, and I don't know why I did it now. I was very, very wrong. Wasn't the first time. Won't be the last. Uh, so we've got uh, – uh, it's going to be Geno Smith starting next yes. week with maybe a sprinkling of, of rookie from California, Davis Webb. Alex, you're here as our uh, New York Giants correspondent. What's What was your initial reaction to this when you first heard the news that Eli was going to be sitting? So at the beginning of the season, I had said let's that— Let's get back to the beginning. Let's get back to the beginning. I had said that the Giants were probably going to make the Super Bowl, but if they ended up not making the Super Bowl and really shitting the bed like they did— Oh, I would be shit. thrilled. I would be thrilled because it would mean the end of the Eli Manning era. As Mary Poppins would say, good riddance to bad rubbish. I think Eli is done. Mary Poppins making That's an appearance. Pull. That's a good pull. I was not expecting a Mary Poppins appearance That's today. That's why I'm here, gentlemen. That's you. why I'm here, bringing the goods. Spoonful of sugar. Oh, yeah. Spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down. Goodbye, Eli. Goodbye to you. I think, yes, this is this is cowardly on all fronts. Ben McAdoo is a joke. Jerry Reese, you're an a terrible GM. They should fire you as well. But I think I think I think they're more making the statement that this is the end of the Eli Manning era, not that Geno. Smith oh, so is... you think that this is so you think that this is this is it for him? I think this is absolutely it for him. I think they're seeing what they have in their backups. They're seeing if Geno Smith isn't the putrid piece of shit that he was with the Jets, and they're seeing if Davis Webb. It can be better than Nathan See, Peterman. That's what I don't get. Absolutely. That's what I don't understand. Is when so so and when Ben McAdoo goes out there and ex- trying, you know, explains by by the way, just heartbreaking watching Eli trying to keep his emotions in check as a bunch of strangers ask him ask him essentially why aren't you good enough to keep your job? Yeah, I mean, I think I think Eli isn't good enough to keep his job. He's good enough to keep his job with the backups that he has now. But we're two and nine. Well, so 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 but, but Ben McAdoo comes out and he says we want to see what we have in Geno Smith. Yes. Okay, we already know what we have in yes. Geno Smith. He's a garbage quarterback. He couldn't win with the Jets. He, he hasn't been—I mean, he, he was he's a not a leader. He's not a leader. He's not he, a leader. He's not shown that on or off the field. Look, I think it's a fool's errand to put Geno Smith out there to start. I think he should be the backup to Davis Webb. They should be seeing what they have in Davis Webb, and they will. It's going to be around—I'd say give it, to the, give it to the second half, and Davis Webb's going to make an appearance when we're down by, like, three touchdowns. Oakland's going to kill us this week. It's going to be a nightmare. But we'll talk about that in the pick'em section. But I, I really believe that this is this is just cowardly on all fronts. But I think it is is significant that it's you know happening. who's got nothing gr- but terrible things to say about the New York Giants organization from top to bottom was Mike Francesca. He oh, gave God. an impassioned monologue about his state of the New York Giants, and I think he said it best when he said, "You are going to take." Eli Manning out of the picture. The guy who won you two Super Bowls, two Super Bowls, Mr. Reese, a two-time Super Bowl MVP, and gave you that job and allowed you to keep that job, and you're taking him out of the picture for what? You To, to think that somebody else on that team can carry the load and bring this team to some degree of respectability overnight? But- but look, I mean, I I totally see his point. But look, we're we're, we're freaking two and nine. Our season is done. We've lost our entire team, and I understand that, you, that we've won two Super Bowls on the back of Eli Manning and and. Well, that's that's head. old news. Those that's it, those days are gone. News. It is, but you have to understand too the optics of it as well that you've got Eli Manning taking reps with the practice squad right now, basically. With the he, I mean, he's sitting on the second team 
watching the other guys. And you know what? To give Eli Manning a little bit of credit, and, and, and Mike Francesca pointed this out, he hasn't said boo about anything. Yes, he hasn't he, said shit about anybody. He hasn't done anything. And you know what? Ben McAdoo has kind of taken some shots over the last couple of weeks at Eli Manning. Has called him out, rough, and rightfully so. But there, this is a like you said, this is a cowardly way of dealing with things. And I think Mike Francesca hit it on the uh, the nail on the head when he said, "You've disrespected this man for 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 the wrong reasons." You can hold him against him that he has not done that well, but you got to give the guy some a little bit of respect as he walks out into his twilight, potentially finding his way to another team. Do you think Eli Manning makes it to another team next year? I think Eli Manning. I think he's going to reunite in uh, in Jacksonville. I think that is where I everybody think thinks he's going to go. A really, really smart move to to bring. You know, I think they're going to draft a quarterback in Jacksonville, and I think because Blake Bortles clearly isn't getting it done, and Eli's going to be the little the, the the caveat in between for a year or two, and and take them to the playoffs. I, I mean, that team is is fantastic. But but uh, back back to what you were saying about sure. Mike Francesca. I mean, I think. Yes, I think that the optics of it are, are disgusting and, and really, really wrong and mean. Mismanaged Just at the misman- very I think, least. I think he should have played out the season, and then you give, you know, you see what you got in Davis Webb maybe in week 17 when when it's over. But, yeah, this this is really just a sad state of affairs to be a Giant fan, and to I'm, I'm still going to watch this game somehow, but it's it's going to be a nightmare. And you got to give Eli Manning a, a tad bit of credit for the fact that this team has been just dealing with injuries. Nobody can stay healthy. This is a porous offensive line, a terrible running game. Y- who could have done anything with this team? Uh, I don't know if there's anybody who could have. But with that being said, we got to move our way towards the teams that are. The teams that, that actually are contending. Yeah, let's talk about that are not only contending, but we've got three teams in the NFC South that are finding their way into the playoffs at current. TJ, your Carolina Panthers are currently tied atop the NFC South, my friend. What say you? NFC South, I'm looking here at all the divisions. We're looking pretty strong in this division. Only division that has three teams that have seven wins. You know, Panthers are right there at the top. They got the Saints coming up this weekend. Uh, a little fun fact: last time, uh, last three times, Panthers have gone down to the Big Easy. They've averaged over forty points and won two out of three. Ooh. So they've owned the Saints in recent memory. They've been a more consistent team than the Saints recently. So if they can get that win, and I'm looking at the rest of their schedule, you know, we got the Bucks again, we got the Falcons. I think we can rattle off some wins, and uh, I think we're looking pretty good. All right, so then here we go. Mary, fuck, kill. Oh, we have a Mary Fuck Kill this we week. We've got a Mary Fuck Kill. We have a Mary Fuck Kill this week for you guys. We haven't had a Mary Fuck what Kill in a while. What a special week we haven't, so you guys are here on a good week. We actually get to do this. So, Mary Fuck Kill. We've got the New Orleans Saints, the Carolina Panthers, and the Atlanta Falcons, ladies and gentlemen, back in the mix. Mary Fuck Kill. Who do you got, Tej? Is I'm not going to be probably surprised, but let's start off with the Mary. Let's get that out of the way. Yeah, shock no one here, please. <laughs> I always feel a little uncomfortable hearing this game described. Let's see. We'll go with the. Uh, we're gonna marry first. Let's go marry. Marry. Okay. We're gonna marry. Uh, we're gonna marry uh, the lovely uh, and beautiful and gorgeous, as Tony Cavallo would say, Carolina Panthers. Carolina Panthers. Why? Why are they better than the other two teams? Because I, I, I can, I can tell you what, man. The New Orleans Saints. That's a pretty special team right now. Do you, Do you hear that? I just started hearing it. It's a great. Is that Superman? To quote. No, Superman. To quote the great American philosopher Jay Z, take off the blazer, loosen up the tie, step inside the booth. Superman is alive. We got Cam Newton, baby. 
AKA Man of Steel, AKA Kal El. That's all I got to say. So Cam Newton on the shoulders of Cam Newton. Now, Alex, you're shaking your head a little bit. What do you What do you think? Oh, okay. Uh, okay. A little horn section. Give me the Saints marrying the <laughs> As they're Saints. marching down like the, the streets. streets. Oh, they're marching in, baby. <laughs> the Saints are the most complete team in the NFL right now. I'd say rival rivaling the uh, the Eagles at this point. The Saints are fantastic from top to bottom. That defense is for real. After you know the first four weeks, we were like, I don't know. That defense kind of, but they they pulled it together, and uh, Mark Ingram, Alvin Kamara, and you're going to see Drew Brees really take over this team as they enter the playoffs. I think that that they're going to win that division, and I think they're going to win the Super Bowl this year. Wow, the Saints really? I wow. do. Wow, I do. I yeah, think wow I think they're going to bring it. Wow, we, we wow need indeed. A, we need an Owen Wilson. Uh, wow, 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 wow. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, you man. so you really think you think the New Orleans Saints are, are winning the Super Bowl? Dangles, you do you share that opinion? I don't think they're winning the Super Bowl. I think they're a playoff team, but it'll probably be a wild card. I think the Panthers are probably the better Ooh, equipped team wow. to make the playoffs. I'm going with them. Well, first of all, you do have you do have Cam Newton, uh, and 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 second of all, that defense is. I mean, in terms of just yards per allowed per game, there's second best in the league you can't score if you don't get down the field it's, it's really that simple that secondary was the weakest part of that defense last year and they've come around they really have uh come around and and that linebacking core i had to tell you they were, i was watching some video a few weeks ago of uh, that they were when the panthers were playing on monday night football and john gruden was just gushing over how good a linebacker Shaq Thompson is, how fast he is, how mobile he is, how he can play any position. He can he can come up as a defensive end and rush on the outside. He can shade back in coverage and play the middle of a field of the field as a safety. He does everything really well and that's super scary at a linebacker position. Carolina is well coached. Uh, they are well equipped to uh, make a playoffs and potentially go on a run with that defense. We've seen defense be king this year. If the Jacksonville Jaguars can win with just just defense and no offense, the Panthers are going to be fine with Cam and Cadillac Mac. Wow. I think it's worth pointing out, too, that GM's looking a little bit more smart now with that Benjamin trade. Very much so. He got a lot of shit for that. He broke Cam Newton's heart. They were best friends. But look what Devin Funches has been able to do. It's allowed him. To, it's allowed him to break out. But is Devin and Kelvin's I mean, hurt, right? He is hurt. Yes, right. But and he's I got mean, a contract here coming. TJ, up, so. do you see Carolina really? I mean, is Devin Funches a number one receiver? Or is that a position that the Panthers are going to have to, you know, for that go offense. out and fill for that well, offense? They say it allowed their offense to be more speedy because you didn't have the two super tall guys and Funches and Benjamin in at the same time. Uh, I think Funches is like maybe an inch, maybe two inches shorter, so he's still a big body for Cam to overthrow to. Well, having Greg Olson back. <laughs> Is a, is a is a huge help and as well. O- and Olsen's coming back, so uh, he is back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I beg to differ based on that performance last week. Well, but you know, uh, he's on his way, he's physically back. So he's he, on his way. So we got two votes for Carolina, and we got a vote for New Orleans. I, Alex, who are you marrying? I, I'm going to be marrying the New Orleans Saints. Currently, the New Orleans Saints sit with a 96 percent chance of making it in the playoffs. Woo! Right behind them, right behind them, the Carolina Panthers at 76 percent. This is by the DVOA for everybody who wanted to know. The football outsiders tend to tend to be really good with their math. So right now, the New, the New Orleans Saints, who are playing the Carolina Panthers this week in New Orleans, follow that game up at Atlanta, have the New York Jets coming to New Orleans the following week, Atlanta at New Orleans, and then New Orleans at Tampa Bay. That is the lightest schedule of that of that division right now. I think the New Orleans Saints currently right now from top to bottom feel like the more complete team because of the fact that their lowest common denominator right right now is Drew Brees. 
Yeah, it is. I can't remember the last time in the last decade where Drew Brees has been the 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 weapon of of least choice when it comes to a rookie and Alvin Kamara who nobody knew who he was a year ago. Mark Ingram, who most people thought his career was just about done in New Orleans, and 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 the fact that the team hasn't had an offensive line in the last oh, I don't know twenty years. Even when they even when they went to the playoffs and won the Super Bowl, they didn't ha- they didn't have a they didn't have an offensive line. It starts with their rookie Ryan Ramchick. He has been leading. Fantastic. He has been leading the way out of Wisconsin for them. And Zach Streif is also a very underrated but excellent lineman. Drew Brees has had all day long to throw the football this year when he's wanted to. And I got to tell you, and we can t- I'll talk a little bit more about this, you know, uh, but watching them, watching that offense, uh, I was at the Rams game this past Sunday uh, at the Coliseum uh, when with the Saints in town. And watching them, it, they're one of the more fine-tuned offenses that, that I've ever watched. Second and third, respectively, in passing and rushing. It's it's really incredible. And Alvin Kamara especially, uh, that, that run that he ripped off, uh, I think it was in the 70-yard. Uh, a region. He ran right by where we were sitting. We were about, we were about yarder. 74 yards. We were four rows back off the 50-yard line, so I was like right Damn, there. Son. I could I could almost reach out and touch Todd Gurley. <laughs> uh, we were behind the Rams sideline, and um, he just he went by. He was he went by so fast. Like you know, it's like watching a tennis match. Like him going by, and he he's just when he gets in open space, he's absolutely incredible, and he can do anything. He can be your running back. He can be a pass catching back. He's so deadly and hard to game plan for because you just never know where he's going to be on the field or how they're going to use him. I, all that's left to see is him throw a touchdown pass. Right. So uh, you know they're they're really they're really something else, uh, and they're going to be my fuck actually. Really? Yeah, yeah. The New Orleans Saints, absolutely. All Which right. means I'm killing the Atlanta Falcons. I think New Orleans is just the better team. I think Atlanta's gone up and down and and kind of just they, they haven't been able to put it together any consistency this year. And they've had some uh, some injury issues at the running back position. Julio Jones is only just now really getting going this season. He hasn't been there at all. Uh, Matt Ryan doesn't really have a safety blanket like a tight end to throw to. Everybody thought Austin Hooper was going to be great and he hasn't been so far this year. And that defense is not as good as it was last year either, although they've had some good flashes from guys like Tack McKinley uh and and Tack obviously- McKinley uh, ta- you don't- yeah, that's correct. No, it's just a great name. <laughs> oh, I was like, got am excited. I wrong? I no, you were absolutely right. wrong. Just got, you just got, okay. uh, you just anyway. got TJ excited. Anyway, so I'm going to be fucking the New Orleans Saints, and I'm going to be killing the Atlanta Falcons. Okay. TJ, who are you, taking, who, taking, who are you respectfully night? taking home and then making breakfast in the morning? Uh, the Falcons. Wow. Why? I like it. Because I'm playing against the Saints this weekend, and I can't, I can't do that. That's your and, only reason. Yeah, and I hate, I hate the Bucks. That's a joke of an organization. So they're definitely gonna get um, put to sleep. So yeah, that's where I'm going with Falcons. Okay, Cheeseman, Alche. I'm fucking the Falcons. I'm killing the Panthers. You're killing the Panthers. Good night. Why? And good luck. How? Because the Falcons are on the rise, and the Panthers are on the decline. You're just saying that because they're birds. Uh, sure, <laughs> we can we can have, make that argument. No, I really do believe that that uh, Matt Ryan's finally finding How his stride. How are the stride. Panthers after winning four games on decline? Because look at their schedule. Who did they play the past four games? They're about to get smoked, and we're about to see who they really are against the Saints. True that, and that's also why I'm picking the Atlanta Falcons. Currently, the Atlanta Falcons hold the sixth and tenth ranked 
offense and defense, respectively, comparative to the Carolina Panthers, who have the 17th-ranked offense and a stellar second-ranked defense. I think we're splitting hairs here, truly. I think it comes down to some really fine details. But I think the Atlanta Falcons, like you point out, Alex, Julio Jones is finally— Oh, my God, did we? you guys see Julio Jones? 253 yards. It was an incredible day. Good Lord. But we've been waiting all year for that to happen. Well, it happened, Dangles. This is Julio Jones. This should have been happening week one. So it's happening now, and they're seven and four. Who cares? It I mean, just matter. It just matters about getting into the playoffs, and I think the Atlanta Falcons have what it takes to go the longevity. I'm sorry, TJ, but I'm killing, killing your Carolina Panthers. No, it's not personal. It's just not personal. Can I say one thing before we move on from this segment? Sure. When you guys had me on the preview, the Panthers early on in the the, the season this year. I picked Panthers and Saints in the NFC Championship game. You did. And you guys called me crazy. Mm. You guys laughed in my face and said, the Saints? I said, I got a good feeling about that team this year. You did. Kudos. I remember this. So I, you, I do. You, I don't remember <laughs> laughing, but I do remember thinking to myself, whoa, that's bold. Yeah, that's a bold pick. That's a bold pick. When you hit Soothsayer. one right, you got you to, gotta, you know. You got to give yourself props on, on, a, on, on a later show. Ask my bookie. <laughs> All right, uh, gentlemen, uh, that I think should do it for this uh, segment. We've been able to talk about the two biggest stories of the uh, of the week, Eli Manning and the race for the NFC South. Uh, now let's move on to a very special edition where we will involve you guys. I'm so excited to have you on for this. It's uh, now time for Gravestones. Lift coasters. And now for this week's edition of Gravestones. Each week... The hosts of the Left Coasters podcast choose a team that they will put into the ground, meaning that they will not make the playoffs. They are dead to the world and to us. Good night. The co-host that won the Pick'em Challenge the week before gets to choose first, and each co-host after that must choose a different team than the one or ones that have already been chosen. So far this year, we have collectively killed the 49ers, the Chargers, the Cleveland Browns, the Bengals, the Bears, the Cardinals, the Buccaneers, the Giants, the Dolphins, and the Jets. Brian the Ballerina Balzarini, you won our Pick'em Challenge last week, which means you get to choose first in Gravestones this week. Who will you kill this week on the Left Coasters podcast? I hope this isn't the team I've picked already. Oh, I should tell you that you have picked already the, uh, in past weeks, you've killed the Denver Broncos and the Indianapolis Colts. Nice. Who's it going to be? This week it's going to be the Houston Texans. Good Good night at four and seven, just behind the Tennessee and Jacksonville atop the division. It looks to be a lost season. Your season was gone after Deshaun. Now it is totally dead after watching Fred Savage walk away from the podium. Good night. Brian has killed the Houston Texans. Very well. Now, this is the part of the show where I would come in and give my pick. However, what? However, hmm. because we have two guest hosts this week, hmm. I'm going to defer my pick to Thomas Jones Wortham. <sighs> So you got your pick because you came in first. And TJ, I will hand you my gravestone pick for this week. Don't screw it up. So again, the teams that you cannot choose are the 49ers, the Chargers, the Browns, the Bengals, 
the Bears, the Cardinals, Tampa Bay, the Giants, the Dolphins, and the Jets. I have also individually killed the Colts and the Washington Redskins. Who will be going in the ground this week for me? Gentlemen, bow your heads. Light a candle. Place a rose next to the grave. Because tonight, on this dark and cloudy night, with storm clouds up above and rain on the way and a cool chill that brings a tingle to your spine. The Dallas Cowboys, we put six feet under. <laughs> Good night, old chum. Whoa! Daigle's head just exploded. That is not who I was hoping you would choose for me, but that's okay because they stink. Okay, the Dallas Cowboys. Compose yourself. I must, I must, I must, yes, re, recenter. <laughs> Respect. The Dallas Cowboys are the, uh, have been put in the ground. That leaves me with one remaining NFC East team that is not in my grave bowl. Alex Alche, uh-huh. because you are here in place of <laughs> because you are here in place of Tony, you will be handling his gravestone pick this week. Who will you choose? You uh, cannot choose the Houston Texans or the Baltimore Ravens. Fantastic. While I want to want nothing more than for Tony Cavallo to succeed in life. There is nothing I want more than for him to not succeed in football. That being said, I'm going to play this out right. I'm going to be a gentleman. My pick was going to be the Cowboys. Thank you, TJ. Mm. However, I am going to pick the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals are already dead. This sucks. This has gotten extremely difficult. Fans at home, this is why this game is difficult. Oh, dear God. Tough choices need to be made. Your choice is very simple. There's one team still remaining who's not going to make the playoffs, who Tony has not killed yet. Okay. <laughs> what division is it in? It's in the AFC West. Oh, thank you so much for the hint. I'm going to kill the Oakland Raiders. Mm. Good night <laughs> and good luck. Derek Carr, you're going to beat the Giants this week. Wow. But I don't you're think not that, going to make the playoffs. I don't think that was the one that he was, was referring to. That was not who I was referring to, but a great <laughs> pick nonetheless. It's going to make Tony furious, which is hilarious to me. You're welcome, Tricky Dick. Good night, sweet prince. And with that, that is this week's edition of Gravestones. And we're back here to our uh, normal volume on the Left Coasters podcast, Mad D'Angelo Antonio. Tony Cavallo is out this week. He is uh, still enjoying his Thanksgiving break, so we brought some friends in to host the show today. Brian the Ballerina Balzarini, as always, uh, alongside, and Alex Alche, Thomas Jones, TJ Wortham, also in studio with us uh, today here in uh, beautiful Southern California uh, for the Left Coasters podcast where we saw uh, the Rams and the Chargers win. The the Chargers, granted, not in Southern California when they won, but they still won last week on Thanksgiving Day, as did the Los Angeles Rams. So let's start there since that game was here. L.A. comes away with it. 26 to 20 is your final from the L.A. Coliseum. I had the good fortune of being at this game. Thank you very much to Old Republic, the contractors that my fiance's company works with that uh, put us off. 
uh, four seats back from the sideline base or four rows back from the sidelines on the 50. Was lucky absolutely bastard. beautiful. Uh, beautiful nice, game. I mean, yeah. It was the best nice. game you could have asked for. It really was. The weather was great. Um, we had two great offenses on the field. It was really impressive to watch. And I know talked a little bit earlier about just how awesome the, the, the Saints offense looked and how well-oiled they look. And you can just tell you can tell when, when some you know when you see like a, just a master musician just playing their instrument and you just can tell how long they've been doing it that's what like watching Drew Brees is like you can just you can see how it's like you know the Malcolm Gladwell 10,000 hours and you're an expert sort of thing like he is absolutely an expert at what he does and how about and the other thing to definitely to comment on A is how much fun the Rams offense is to watch in person this is not news to anybody we know that but just to, you have to go see it in person to really appreciate what Sean McVay is doing there just how he spreads the field out all the variety of play calls that playbook must be so fucking complex I, I, I can't even imagine this guy is just a savant level genius the way he schemes the way he calls plays and Jared Goff hats off to you kid for the amount of progress you've made like maybe most improved player in the NFL from, 20, from season to season 28 for 43 354 yards and two touchdowns another man's line for him like that's a huge day for him he outplayed Drew Brees. He outplayed Drew Brees, who only amassed 246. Granted, that is a much more complex uh, uh, backfield with the likes of uh, Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram. But my God, Jared Goff has really come into his own. And I got to tell you, he's hitting on all cylinders at the right time of the year against the right teams. Um, I just got to ask this question. Does this make this team legitimate now? This team, the Rams. This win is a statement I think win. they were legitimate before that. Not just legitimate, but, you know, I'll even point out to to uh, my own credit that I was the only guy who picked, picked this team. Tony and I both in picked New Orleans. I was very surprised because I felt like, not that this was uh, an easy decision by any stretch of the imagination, but the fact that the L.A. Rams were kind of underdogs in that game yeah, and against a good team. The only game I can recall this year that had that kind of similar feel was when they beat the Dallas Cowboys. Remember, we were shocked when they beat the, they yes, went into Dallas and we beat. were this but to that me, was much earlier in the season and correct. I think there were still some questions about can they sustain this level of performance throughout the year that can they continue to be the top scoring offense and they have but we had some questions about their 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 team in total when they lost to the Minnesota Vikings the way they did oh absolutely and, absolutely and so it was great to, to see them come back but just to win against a team that I don't know if anybody's figured out how to stop them yet, and the Rams. Well, they're did. fortunate. They're fortunate that they were able to to you know win that game because Alvin Kamara led them not only in rushing with 87 yards and a touchdown, but in receiving as well with six catches for 101 yards. When you got one guy who can tear you up like that, I mean that's that's something that I hope that they will go into practice this week and and start to work on because you know there there are other guys in the league who are just single man wrecking crews like that, and Alvin Kamara came out and showed that. He could tear that defense up. Uh, he had an absolutely huge day. And it was great to see Greg Zerline kind of pop in some uh, some field goals. Alche, did you catch any of this game? I caught a, a whole bunch of it. Um, I do think that it's a bit of a fluke to say that Alvin Kamara completely was a one-man wrecking crew. It was 74 yards on one play. So I think the defense was actually the biggest catalyst for the win this week. I think that they, they controlled Drew Brees to the best of their ability. And I think we saw Jared Goff play uh, better than he's played all year without his number one target. Robert Woods was out. Absolutely. And, That's and a great Sammy point. Watkins 
came right in there, and and it was all Goff. And, sh- and give give a ton of credit to Sean McVay. Win coach, you deserve coach of the year after after all of this. I mean, unbelievable stuff. But to to come in and outplay Drew Brees, like you said, is truly amazing. Without your number one target, incredible. And Cooper Cup had an amazing game as well. I mean, all around they threw to everyone, and it was fantastic. And Gurley, 120 yards, no touchdowns, still, but like. Still, he he was getting those first downs. He was he was moving moving the ball continually. It was fantastic to watch. TJ, what do you got to say about the new, this this game? You mean New Orleans Saints? That's your that's your backyard. Yeah, I just I just as I was sitting here listening to you guys talk about it, I, I couldn't help but think about how different the conversation has been around this team mm. from last year. You know, and how and how this show was started around the Rams coming to LA and and what a just disaster that was most of last season and uh to see where they've come and the choices they've made and you know players like Gurley and Goff who they bet on start to really pay off uh it's exciting has has it made you a a bigger LA Rams fan that obviously than last year but do you see yourself now being an LA resident taking on this team as kind of like a point of pride a little bit it certainly helps that I drafted Gurley real high this year that'll do it so uh that's always been fun this season to root for but you know the the style of football is exciting, and when you see Gurley literally like just straight leaping over folks like Jordan on the logo, uh, you're like, wow, it's pretty impressive, and that's pretty fun to watch. So, you know, every time we have him on, we all have some kind of interest in it, whether it be because it's LA or because we got players or just because it's fun to watch. So it's certainly been a good time. I gotta say, as a collective group, we've we've enjoyed our times watching the LA Rams together it's kind of brought us all together so that's something to think it about. has given us something to watch you know we, we get together and we watch LA football on Sundays which is which it, it's good we, we have you know teams that are we can remove ourselves from our own you know sort of uh, hometown regional preferences and 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 you know get behind get behind this team which is fun to watch they really are fun Absolutely. to watch speaking I mean, of watch speaking and of watch once when do we they, see them next uh, next we see them uh, in the afternoon slate of games they will be heading to Glendale Arizona to take on the Cardinals Wow Wow. Yeah, and Blaine Gabbert. That's who had a, to his credit had a great game. Who last had a very week. good game against Jacksonville. Yes, he did. But this is a division game. This is a very, very. I think all of us could agree is a is a not just a winnable game, but a, a should be a win for the for the Rams. Yeah, the Rams are favored by a touchdown in this game. Ooh, the which, line the line is uh, line is seven. Over under is forty five, which is quite healthy. Quite yeah, healthy. Quite healthy. I think you take the under in this game. Uh, uh, I think it could potentially be low scoring. 45, 45 points. The Rams don't hang more than like 30 on this Arizona defense, I don't think. I still think they win. Oh, yeah. Uh, I still think they go in there and win the game. They're just rolling right now. Um, but I, I, I could see this being like a 30 to 30 to 10 affair, 30 to 13 affair, something along those lines. Especially if Gurley gets going. Yeah, if, I, if he runs for over 100 yards, then you it, it, that might change things. Then I might go with the that, over. I think that's also the key to the game. If Todd Gurley can get rolling, I think he uh, I think he kind of sets the tone for the game, keeps the ball away from that uh, Blaine Gabbard in the offense, and I, I think that's the difference. Do you, see, do you guys see anything that kind of stands out to you as the – the thing to watch. I think this is a more important game than people are are talking about here, be- solely because Philly's playing Seattle this week. Yeah, they are. So they can take a giant leap in the standings here, um, and, and an important one because they play Philly the week after. So 
I, I think Sean McVay is going to come in firing on all cylinders. I think they hang 40 on them at least. I think they play balls to the wall and show that that win wasn't a fluke. And it, like you said, it all starts with Gurley, and he's going to have like a buck 30 and, and at least a touchdown. And I'm week. interested to see what Sammy Watkins does. Now, I don't believe they're going to have Robert Woods this week either. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see having maybe less of a dimension to that offense and, and, and still having to rely on Sammy in the deep ball. Sammy's it might be a big play, a... big play off. Offense all around. Sammy's gonna have a tough time this week, though, um, with uh, with Patrick. Mar- Patrick Patrick Peters in there. I mean, it's gonna be tough. Yeah, well, I mean, he's a guy who hasn't really broken out, but for one or two games uh, all season long. But it, it is encouraging to see that when your number one target and your favorite target goes down, that Jared Goff's able to spread the ball around and get it to his other guys. Cooper Cup led the re- uh, led the way in receiving last week. I think he posted over a hundred yards, if I'm not mistaken. I don't he believe he found his way uh, into the end zone, but nonetheless, it's still is promising that Jared Goff has the poise and and the smarts to spread the ball around and not just get locked in on one receiver or one safety blanket. It's a sign of a healthy team. It's a sign of a it's a sign of good coaching and it's a sign of a maturing quarterback. I think absolutely, absolutely. TJ, who you got in this game? I think Rod Tidwell has a big game for Arizona. <laughs> Catches a couple balls, maybe a touchdown or two. Hopefully, he stays healthy. But I'm gonna I'm gonna. Uh, I'm going to agree with the fellas here, uh, the hometown favorites, you know, the the folks that we all can collectively cheer for every week, the L.A. Rams. Alex? Ram it, baby. Ram, Ram it. it. <laughs> I, I don't think there's any reason to, to doubt this week uh, at all, and I'm assuming you, uh, Dangles. I, I go with the Rams. All right, collective agreement. Now, that leaves us with the Los Angeles Chargers. What a big win. Yeah, that was awesome. On Thanksgiving Day, 28-6. to What uh, a big win. Yeah, this is a, this was the Cowboys. Like, this is their day. Thanksgiving is is the Cowboys' day to play. I mean, the Lions obviously playing on Thanksgiving, too. But the Cowboys are, you know, they, they're supposed to be the team to play. And they, they show up and they freaking lay an egg at home. An absolute, I mean, not the egg in the sense they posted zero points. They did get six, Correct. Congratulations for you, uh, for your uh, your touchdown run where you you missed the two point conversion. Terrible. Yeah, it was uh, not a great day. Keenan Allen, however, had a great day with eleven catches for one hundred and seventy two yards. That catch and run he had to that end zone was gorgeous. Was something else, it really was. Melvin Gordon, twenty one carries, sixty five yards. Phil Rivers, how about it? Have a day, old man. Twenty seven of thirty three for four hundred and thirty four yards mm. and three count them three touches. Meanwhile, Dak Prescott is single handedly keeping me out of fantasy playoffs in seven. Several leagues, huge step back uh, by posting negative points or less than ten the last two weeks. Twenty of twenty-seven for one hundred and seventy-nine yards and two interceptions. Um, not uh, not a good sign for the Cowboys. But we're not here to talk about the Cowboys. We're here to talk about the Chargers. Is this team for real in the about, AFC West? Was, like, should we be thinking about them for as a playoff contender? We've all killed. We've killed them off in gravestones. But the Oakland Raiders are just kind of flatlining. They're going along at a at a plateau right. Right now the Chiefs are skidding harder than anyone in the NFL uh and the Denver Broncos are the worst team in the division. I mean, everything's bass-ackwards in this division this year. We thought this was going to be the hardest, like the toughest division to play in. Are we really believing that the Chargers are going to make the playoffs this year? And I think the question also is, was the, was the, the game because the Cowboys suck or because the, the, the Chargers are the Chargers great? Chargers are good. And I think it probably has more to do with the fact that the Cowboys are in such a skid right now than it does to do with the fact that the Chargers are, are like excellent. They have been playing very well. I agree. I, I I think if anything, too, Anthony Lynn just saved his job. 
Oh, I, yeah. I think Anthony, I'd never agreed with Tony that Anthony Lynn was going to be out on the out this year, the, the one of the first coaches out. I never saw that happening, but I, I, I think he just single-handedly saved his job. Do you guys feel the same way that the Chargers are, are a team that you've got to watch out for now? I mean, they've, they've improved their chance in the playoffs. Do you, do you see them in the playoffs this year? Obviously over teams like Oakland and Denver, but maybe even a team like Kansas City. Uh, Philip Rivers has broken my heart so many Sundays uh, for various reasons, and I just, granted that division is kind of uh, flailing right now, but I, I don't see it. I don't see it. You really don't? You don't see them making the playoffs at all? No, I mean, I think the Chiefs still probably got something left in the tank. I mean, the, we're talking about a team that's under 500 right now, and that they've shown flashes at best, so I think we're getting excited about a little bit above mediocrity at this point. So, no, they don't, they don't do much for me. I'm going to say that, uh, I'm going to start off by saying this. This show has made me watch LA football harder than I've ever had. So thank you for that. First of all, oh, that's a that's a compliment. That's, yeah, I'll take that it. Is, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I love I I love listening to the show every week, I, and I love go taking what you've talked about and then watching the games that way. It really helps me understand both teams. And at at a certain point, up until about three weeks ago, I was definitely an eight toward the uh, toward the Rams on, on the scale. But now, after these past two, and I, I own Keenan Allen and I own Philip Rivers in fantasy, so I had a stake in the Chargers. But they were they were letting me down hard. But now, after these past few weeks of them really igniting the offense and that defense is for real. I think Joey Bosa is for real. You got to give that the, that tandem and, Ma- of and Ingram. Melvin Ingram. Oh those boy, two and Melvin Ingram, incredible, yes, fantastic, and so. Yeah, I absolutely think they are contenders for that for that division, and I think the Chiefs are playing like shit. So why not? Why absolutely? I mean, Keenan Allen looks electric. He's the best wide receiver in the NFL these past two weeks. So are you still an eight for the for the? By the way, those people who are listening who may not know what we're referring to, we have a scale here at the Left Coasters podcast. One being a Chargers fan, ten being a Rams fan. We've talked about this in the past. We've all kind of floated a little a little bit above five. Most of us kind of floating to that Rams due to their early success. You you were an eight at one point. You, you... I think I'm about at a six at this point. I mean, I I still really really enjoy watching the Rams. They're they're the, probably the most fun team, especially because it's been such a drastic. They're change easy to like. They're so they're so likable. They're so young they're so exciting uh, and and Sean McVay is fun to watch on the sidelines as well but I love seeing Philip Rivers defy odds right now and everyone you know everyone wrote him off a few weeks ago and was that's just Sean like, McVay is so hot right now <laughs> that's what they were talking about they yeah. were only but, talking- it, but it gives Philip Rivers a, an interesting narrative about it like being this fiery old crotchety you know veteran yeah. who just wants to win at all costs yeah I mean people were saying that he's you know is he ready to hang him up are they re- gonna draft a quarterback <coughs> now Eli Manning yeah he's he's, he's you know should should they you know should they have, they have stuck with Eli Manning et cetera et cetera and just hanging 354 and then like 434 two weeks in a row and, yeah. and five touchdowns in, in, in two weeks. I mean, so, he looks fantastic. So you're a six. Teach, what, what, what are you floating around? Uh, I'm sticking at a nine. Easy. Ooh. Easy at the nine. Not yeah. convinced. I'm not. And, I, you know, like I said, they're not even above 500, and you, you're giving them kudos because their division stinks. So, yeah, it's not even close. I mean, we're talking about Rams are one of the best teams in football, one of the best stories of the year. Uh, one of the best offenses in the league. It's not even close. Well, you know what? They may not. They may. They may improve their their lot this week when the Browns come to town. 
you might be talking yeah. a team that genuinely might be the the top of the talk of the town in this. This division. is their chance to get back to 500, and if Kansas Easy. City continues to play poorly, uh, I believe they have the Jets coming up this week. And if they continue to play poorly, I look mean, out! You know, the, suddenly there's a tie atop atop that division. So yeah, the the Browns uh, are the, also they're also going to be part of the afternoon slate this uh, this week. Uh, yeah, they, this is in Cleveland. Any chance the Whoa. Browns pull this out? You think, TJ? Any chance going Chargers here? We got a spread on that game. Yeah, the uh, Chargers are favored to win by two touchdowns, minus fourteen. Woo! We I underestimated. Do you take that, that money? Do you take that? No, I don't mess with that. But uh, let's go with the hometown team. I got to play tough against uh, Cheese Man. My competition here. So are you serious? Yeah, man. I look. You're just giving him you, that win. You guys often take the Browns, and it never works out. Eventually, statistically, it has to work I out. I have not taken the Browns once this year. That is absolutely false. Go ahead, Alex. As as the guest who listens very often, as we both do, I'm going to say that Tony's the one taking the Browns. You guys are not taking the Browns. Um, yeah, I'm taking the Chargers, and I'm taking the spread. Yeah, they're going to kill them. Keenan Allen's going to have that? 200. I want some of that. Huh? Keenan Allen's going to have 210 yards and. Five touchdowns. He's going to destroy them. I actually think it's going to be an absolute bloodbath. Uh, I think the Cleveland Browns are an organization in which I don't think anybody is expecting them to get a win, and I certainly don't think it's going to be against Melvin Ingram and Joey freaking Bosa and Philip. I'm on my my butts on fire, Rivers, and I and, and I think they see that that division is in their grasp. I think the Chargers roll through the through the Browns. There is easy. one interesting note in this game, and that is that Josh Gordon is back. In the offensive lineup for the Cleveland Browns, I don't know. I don't necessarily know. I don't necessarily know that it makes any difference. It will be sober Josh Gordon, which we don't know how sober Josh Gordon plays. We only know how drunk and high Josh Gordon plays. So, which is fairly well. Be interesting to to see. He was he was prolific in that uh, that one season that he actually broke out before he became a car salesman. Did you see? Did you hear what he was doing before games? He was. He was. He was was drinking drinking, bottles of vodka before he got on the. Yeah, this is the day of the game. Mm -hmm. What are the medicinal laws? in Cleveland um probably probably not very friendly it is mm. the midwest okay. um but you know if you're an nfl player you can get just about anything you want to get your hands on all right well we've got three <laughs> choices for the Bra- or for the uh, chargers and tj the lone wolf going for the browns <laughs> to get their first win Dog of the pound. season pound, against the los angeles chargers the chargers uh this year have struggled when it's come down to the wire they in their first four games of the season three of them were decided by three points or fewer that's what happens when you have kicker problems and uh, yeah and their last two losses that they've had which was to the patriots and the jaguars both away games those were both within a possession as well so the chargers really need to be able to close out down the stretcher because the browns have showed that they can hang with a couple of teams this year including the the lions and the pittsburgh steelers uh so if they're not too if they're not careful it's possible cleveland might prove tj right and sneak one away but it has to be the perfect perfect confluence of events i think look if cleveland wins i'm on the show next week i don't care what i'll come in we'll, we'll, have, me, we'll have you call in if door. cleveland if cleveland wins we'll <laughs> we'll work you in somehow that is it for our uh for our battle of los angeles segment and uh now it's on to everybody's favorite section pick them and now, Left Coasters, it's our uh, very favorite time of the day where we have our weekly Pick'em. Uh, it's the Left Coasters podcast. You can, of course, find us uh, on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, SoundCloud, at the Left Coasters podcast. We're at the Left Coast or at Left Coasters pod 
on Twitter. Uh, Matt D'Angelo Antonio here. I'm taking the reins of hosting for this week uh, in place of Tony Cavallo, who is home, but who is joining us on the phone for the Pick'em section, along with Brian Balzarini and uh, Alex Alche and Thomas Jones-Wortham, TJ, who have been with us, of course, for the uh, uh, entire show today. Tony, how is... Uh, well, you're not in Weymouth anymore. Uh, you're hometown town of Weymouth, Massachusetts. You're in the city, right? I am in New York City, and I hate every second of it. <laughs> it's not It's not home, is Why it? is that? Dude, the grind is real. I remembered immediately why I hate this city. I was neck deep in subway people, just dick to butt everywhere. It's just a terrible, terrible, terrible place. The old dick to butt, huh? <laughs> I think that's well, on the I sign mean, when you go into the city. Everyone's mean, everyone's angry, people throwing shit at you, just spitting on you. It's just awful. Well, get out of there and come back. Be back in L.A. Well, we're looking forward to having you back in L.A. Uh, we uh, last week, of course, uh, we can recap the the scores here really quickly. Brian was uh, last week's champion on the pick'em at thirteen and three. Brian had a great week. Uh, I, th- I think that may be tied for our best record week to week over I the year. I believe it is. Uh, so Brian's at one hundred and eleven and sixty five, and our new leader. He has taken it over from me, uh, and he's leading the way so far this year with 111 wins, 65 losses. I am right behind him. Uh, I had a 12 and four week last week, 110 and 66, so one game behind Brian. Tony had a very good week as well at 11 and five. That's a, a feasible record for any NFL team. Uh, and unfortunately, though, he is nine games back at 102 and 74. Still got a little bit of ground to make up, but there are a few weeks left. Lots of games to go, and uh, definitely still some time if. Tony makes his picks right and, um, you know, stops just making picks for the sake of being a contrarian, <laughs> we'll, we'll maybe see him climb back into the uh, into the upper standings. But uh, we're going to s- have his chances, I think, these next couple he weeks. He is. We've got some really good games coming up. Uh, since, Tony, you missed the uh, battle for Los Angeles, I uh, want to know, first of all, before we get into the rest of the slate of the games this week, who do you like in the Rams and Chargers games? Let's uh, let's start with the Chargers, Brian. Who they got this week? We got the Browns at the Chargers in the afternoon. Come on, guys. How about these Chargers? We wrote them off so early. You guys, I'm sure you talked about it, but these Chargers are going to win that goddamn division, and they're beating the shit out of the Browns. Think about Chargers. that. Think about that. Of all the teams that we thought was was dead and gone, it was our Los Angeles Chargers where they're proving us wrong. Um, all right, so you got the Chargers winning. No brainer. Next, we have the Rams at the Cardinals in a late afternoon game in Arizona. Uh, I think Blaine Gabbert's actually pretty good. I also think the Cardinals are going to be pissed off the way the Rams treated them in London, but the Rams had the biggest win of their L.A. tenure last week in a game that was a dynamite game to watch. They believe in themselves, and they should. The Rams are beating the Cardinals. Nice, nice. Well, that's wonderful. I think that's a. I, I think everybody in this booth would would agree with you. So you're finally off the Cardinals bandwagon, then, Tony. You you were you were. I mean, you know, I guess you've been off it for a couple of weeks now. But um, I mean, the Cardinals. The Cardinals are not going quietly into this good night. They're putting up a fight. I don't. I don't hate the Cardinals. I just think the Rams are on fire. Do you think yeah. Bruce Arians they make cannot, it? Makes they, it. I'm sure you guys talked about this. They cannot look ahead at Philly. They need to win this game. Oh, yeah. No, this is a totally a Belichick week. Like, this is an on-to-Cincinnati focus on the week right now. Absolutely. I totally agree with you there. Tony, quickly, you think Bruce Arians is uh, is sticking with the Cardinals? Oh, I think, I mean, if he leaves, maybe not. But I don't think they're going to fire him. I think Bruce Arians is safe, yeah. We've got cool. a lot of coaches that are going to get fired. Starts in New York there, Mr. Elf. Sure does. <laughs> All right, that sounds good. Uh, both L.A. teams getting W's from uh, Tony Cavallo this week. So, Brian. 
Let's get into this Thursday night football. Start the slate. Let's get started. Ooh. We have the Washington Redskins at the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, hit me up here, uh, Jangles. Who you got? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take the Washington Redskins to steal one on really? Thursday night football. Yeah, absolutely. Have you seen how bad Dallas has looked these past couple of games? They can't do anything at all. Washington bad, though. Dak Prescott has single-handedly pushed me towards the brink of missing out on the playoffs in our 16-team league. That's a 1000 bucks at stake. I was in second place in this league at one point. It is unbelievable and, frankly, inexcusable that the Cowboys are playing so poorly without the loss of their left tackle, Tyron Smith, and, and, and Ezekiel Elliott. They're not the only two players on the offense. They still have wide receivers who should be able to make plays. Alfred Morris is is a former, like, hell of a back. He was in, in, in Washington. I realize he's lost some of his shine now but you know you don't think he might want to come out and play a good game against his old team i don't know i don't i don't see dallas coming out of this game with a win i'm going with washington okay we got one for washington alex who you got i'm going washington baby i hate dallas dallas has lost as dangle said all of their shine uh dak is looking like a sophomore like a really crummy is, sophomore even almost a rookie, because the loss of Zeke has made him have to throw and move and do more than he is capable of doing. I'm taking Washington. Wow, two for Washington. Teej. Hail to the Washington football team. Hail to victory. <laughs> Captain, <laughs> you like that Kirk Cousins is about to do work. Washington all the way. Wow, three for Washington. Uh, Tony, do we make it four in a row here? We are making it for Washington's going to win, and Philly will uh, clinch that division on Thursday night in week, what, 12, 13, wherever we are. This is week 12. Um, this is week 12. Is it? No, this, this is, is week, week 13. 13 oh, no, it is week 13. Scratch that. This, this is, is week, week 13. Welcome to week 13. Wait, hold on. This is week 13. This is week 13, indeed. Uh, I am actually going to pick the Dallas Cowboys. I do not think the Dallas Cowboys are dead quite yet. Uh, they've got too much talent. There's too much money. There's too much pride, and it's in Dallas. I, I, you know, man, I just, I just think coming off a bad week, I think they're gonna, they're gonna surprise us. And like you said, Alfred Morris is gonna play uh, his old team. I still think he's got some left in his tank. Uh, I think they're gonna make a run for it because they, they do believe. But man, you gotta, you gotta say something about this skid. It's bad. It's real bad. Um, but all right. Uh, next, we have the start of the games on Sunday, the Vikings at the at the Atlanta Falcons. Tony, I'm going to go to you on this one. Oh, this is a good game. Atlanta has uh, turned into itself. They know what they're doing now. They seem to be offense, at least, is clicking on all cylinders. Julio Jones turned into a man that could not be stopped. Minnesota, is Case Keenum ever going to turn back in a Case Keenum of old? Who knows? This is a tough one. It is at Atlanta? It is at Atlanta. I'm going with Julio Jones and the Atlanta Falcons. All right. How uh, about a tip of the cap, too, to uh, Muhammad Sanu yes. for that bomb he threw to Julio Jones? I'm pretty certain that he has completed every single pass that he's attempted, and there are like six or seven of them. And they're in pretty his, balls. In his career. He was a college quarterback, wasn't he? No. Or, or a high school uh, quarterback or something. He's he might played have been, some. You he was do at Rutgers. not throw a 70-yard ball no. that pretty and not have played QB <laughs> at some point in your life. Oh, yeah. Who are you picking, Dangles? Uh, I'm going to uh, actually take Minnesota away in this one. I think they're really, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, Atlanta has looked good the last couple of weeks. Minnesota's been good all year long. Their defense is really, really good. Latavius Murray has quietly racked up like a huge number of yards. I don't know the exact number off the top of my head. Something, something close to four or five hundred yards since he stepped in over the course of uh, so since he stepped in in a du dual role. I might add, sharing time in the backfield with Jarek McKinnon. 
I like the way Minnesota's playing right now. I like the role that they're on. I'm going with uh, the Vikings to win this one. Oh, we got a Vikings pick. Uh, TJ. I might be a sucker for purple and gold, or I might just think the Falcons suck. But I'm taking the Vikings. <laughs> I thought that was going to rhyme. Uh, Alex. <laughs> I like the false rhyme. Uh, I am also going... Uh, with Minnesota. Actually, Julio Jones is pretty banged up after that game, and Devonta Freeman's back, so it makes it a little iffy, but I still think Minnesota's defense is, is too tough to deny. I'm going Minnesota. Going Minnesota. Um, I'm going to go Atlanta on this one, only because I, I do think the Minnesota Vikings are for real. I do, however, think Case Keenum is going to show his chinks in his armor. I think there's too much talk now. When Case Keenum has the spotlight on him, I think he's, he tends to, 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 to shrivel a little bit, if you will. Um, but that defense has been bolstering him. I think this Atlanta Falcons team believes they're hitting on all cylinders, and I think they're going to give this Minnesota defense a little run for their money. I think you're actually seeing a preview of a potential playoff matchup. I think that's how well the Atlanta Falcons are playing right now at the end of the season. Next, we have the Texans at the Titans. Alex Elche, who you got? Houston. Houston, all right. With the upset, I love it. All right, Tej. Houston, we got a problem, baby. Tennessee's coming to town in their own town and doing work. Tennessee. All right, Tennessee, Tennessee. We got one for Tennessee. Dangles, who you got? I've also got Tennessee at home. They're going to play well. Play well. Tony? Uh, I'm going with Tennessee, even though Marcus Mariota is not doing too well. He's going to be in the playoffs for the terrible AFC. Tennessee wins. I'm going to go with Tennessee because uh, Fred Savage there doesn't know how to do a press conference. Uh, <laughs> next, we have the Chiefs at the Jets, the slumping Chiefs. Tony, give me something here. What What's going on? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna make this real clear for you. I'm gonna I'm gonna enlighten all of you on this. There's a difference between Andy Reid and Bill Belichick, and it's this: Bill Belichick enters the NFL season giving you his basic NFL offense because he knows week one, two, and three aren't really gonna matter as much as week 15, 16, and 17. He adds stuff later to make his offense more potent. Andy Reid, on the other hand, comes in with week one and just shows you everything he's got. He throws it all against the wall, and that offense is on fire. But people have figured them out now. They are falling apart. Kareem Hunt is no, no longer a factor. Neither is Travis Kelsey. The J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets are coming through with the upset. All right. Wow. wow. Astute observation. Okay. I hope. I hope for your sake you're right, although I think you're going to be wrong. I'm going with the Kansas City Chiefs. I think they get back on their, their winning ways. Remember, the Jets are 4-7, and seven, uh, and I think the, the Kansas City Chiefs have something to prove. TJ, who are you picking? Who do the Jets got behind center, the old butt fumbler or uh, Tim Tebow? Who they, who I believe it's Josh McCown. Josh McCown? Josh McCown. He falls right in line with those guys. So, uh, you know, we're going to go the opposite way. Jets take the loss. Jets take the loss. Okay. Uh, Dangles. I've got Kansas City in this one. They got to get off the Schneid at some point. They do have still firepower on that offense. All right, we got one for Kansas City. Alex, the Chiefs lost to the Giants this year, so there's no way that I'm picking anybody but against the Chiefs. I'm taking the Jets. Ooh, taking the rival Jets. Mm. Must be saying something there. Next, we have the Broncos at the Dolphins. Tony, thoughts on this shitty, shitty game? It is a shitty game. I don't even know why it's on TV. But Broncos with Trevor Simeon coming in after Paxton Lynch went down. He looked good. It looked like he's got a little bit of confidence back. Miami stinks. I'm going with the Broncos. Broncos, Broncos, Dangles. Uh, my Patriots blew the Dolphins out last week. Oh, oh, and Jay Cutler is back, which means plenty of interceptions to go around for the Broncos secondary, even with Aqib Tlaib missing after that stupid fight he picked with Michael Crabtree. Dumb. I don't know why he continues to go fight. out of his way and make life difficult for his teammates. Even with his absence, uh, there will be plenty of picks to go around for the Denver secondary. I'm going with the Broncos. Okay, Alex. Oh, boy. 
Miami. <laughs> He's going Miami. Fins. Uh, Teach. Old Snowflake and I will be doing uh, field goal kicks out of the pool with the dorsal fins. Going Miami. God. Who would have thunk? To I'm gonna... train the dolphin, you must think like the dolphin. I'm going to go with the Denver Broncos. Uh, I think they're going to get uh, manhandled by this defense. Smoking Jay? <laughs> Smoking Jay. That Look makes him better. It does Look make Smoking Jay all day. Uh, next, we got the Colts at the Jags. Dangles, who we got? I'm taking Jacksonville here. Uh, the defense is good enough to win for them. They have the best secondary in the NFL, period. Full stop. End of story. Uh, and their front four is incredible, especially with the addition of uh, Marcus, uh, Marcel Darius. Uh, even though Blake Bortles is terrible, uh, and Leonard Fournette, as long as he shows up and continues to get into the end zone for him here and there, the Jaguars will win. Very successful on fake plays this year. I suspect we will see a few more of those uh, from Doug Marone before the year's out. Dangles picking the Jags. Surprise, surprise. Tony, do you agree? No, I do not. I'm going with the upset special, the Indy Colts. You know who Jacksonville reminds me of? They remind me a lot of the Baltimore Ravens with a much better running back. I think Indy can upset this game. I love Jacoby, and I think he's going to play really well. Wow, bold pick. Alex. You're an insane person. Jacksonville Jaguars. Jalen Ramsey has two interceptions at least. TJ, you see a little thinking over here. Although the force is strong with Obi-Wan Jacoby, I'm going to listen to the veteran Jacksonville beat writer, my man Dang Daddy, who's got the players on the text. He's, uh, he knows the team inside and out, Jacksonville. I don't always agree with Dangles, but I actually am agreeing with him here. I think regardless of Blake Bortles' play, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville come out with this W. Next, we've got the Buccaneers at the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau, 39 degrees Fahrenheit. Tony, what do we got? Green Bay played so well against the Pittsburgh Steelers, so well. They almost had it in a game that would have been an upset of the year and just a a great momentum builder for that Green Bay Packers, except my man Mike McCarthy decided to kick a 57-yard field goal in Heinz Field in the cold and rain, and there's never been a field goal longer than 53 done there. But, hey, you do you, Mike McCarthy. Let's see if you have a job next year. Still, Tampa Bay stinks. Green Bay wins this game. Green Bay wins next week, and then Aaron Rodgers comes back, and we make those playoffs. Green Bay. Mm. Surprise, surprise. Well, Alex, this is a strong head nod. Nah. Nah. No way. <laughs> Jameis Winston's back. Brett Hundley sucks. And uh, what do we got? Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones was good for two weeks. No, no way. Sorry, bud. You're not going to be seeing Aaron Rodgers this year. Jameis Winston takes the cake. Tampa Bay. Alex says, no, no, no. DJ, what say you? Uh, who's the quarterback for Green Bay now? I believe it's Brett Hundley. Brett Hundley. Just Still as Alex. Brett Hundley. Still Brett Hundley. Okay. I feel like you're setting me up for something. No, man. I'm just not familiar. I'm not <laughs> familiar. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure he's quite capable of the old discount double check, but uh, I'm still going to – man, Tampa Bay is just in the dust of our whole division. They're terrible. I'm going Green Bay. Green Bay. Dangles. Uh, I have got Green Bay here at home as well. They are, uh, uh, Tampa's not going to play well in the cold. They're from South Florida. Alex, I think you're on an island here, man, because I got to go Green Bay too. I just think it's going to be a long, long day for the pewter and red. I'll be sipping pina coladas on that island, baby. Tampa. All right. Next, we have my disappointing Detroit Lions at the Baltimore Ravens. I am going to be starting this off. I'm going to be picking the Baltimore Ravens very quickly. The Detroit Lions are a pretender. 
having only beaten one team with a winning record, that being the Minnesota Vikings at 14-7 back in the early part of the year when the Minnesota Vikings had zero offense. Uh, the, the, the Detroit Lions deserve to fire uh, Coach Caldwell. The fact that they're not sitting atop this division with an injured Aaron Rodgers, a Mitchell Trubisky-led Chicago Bears, and a case... I don't know where you came from, Keenum, leading the Minnesota Vikings. There's no reason why they shouldn't be in the playoffs as of this week with with those teams in their division. It's disappointing, and I think the Jim Bob Cooter train is just about done. Uh, I think they, they've got some uh, mixing up to do at the end of the season. I'm picking the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore. They're going to shut them down. Somebody tell me differently. Alex? I'm telling you differently. I think Stafford earns his paycheck this week. Uh, I think Baltimore has nothing on offense, and the one thing that they do have on offense isn't feeling good. Alex Collins' his ankle is a mess. Um, yeah, I think I think Stafford's going to bring the heat, and I think he's going to take the game. God, That's I right. hope you're right. Tony? Oh, ye of little faith, Mr. Balzarini. I'm going with the Honolulu Blue and Matt Stafford. Baltimore stinks. If I, if I remember correctly, you'd picked the Detroit Lions last week uh, on Thanksgiving. I, yeah, I, I was wrong. I'm not going to be wrong this week. <laughs> <laughs> wow, record that. Tony said he was wrong. Uh, TJ. Uh, this is a tough one. I'm going to go. Me and Marshall Mathers walking down eight mile. Akuna Matata, the Lions. Forward down the field. <laughs> Dangles. Oh, man. Uh, Baltimore and Joe Flacco uh, have three shutouts this year. Uh, that's pretty impressive. They might have another. They might have another because the offense for the Lions is garbage. Joy, it's not very good. Did you see how many balls Matt Stafford missed? In that Thanksgiving week, uh, yeah, it was a lot bad. Of, a lot of them. And the fact that you're splitting time between Amir Abdullah and Theo Riddick wah, is wah, wah, not wah. very good. Theo Riddick should not be getting as many touches as, as as Amir Abdullah. He should be in on passing downs only. You know your offense is in trouble when that's going on. I'm sorry, Jim Bob. You're losing it there. Baltimore is very good on defense, and I'm picking them to win this. I'm calling it right now. Josh McDaniels will be the head coach of the Detroit Lions next year. And speaking of, we have the New England Patriots at the Buffalo Bills in our next matchup. Dangles, who are you picking? Uh, the Patriots. They no just lambasted shit. Miami at home, and they're just going to continue rolling even against the Bills. Tony? Guys, let me tell you, I went to that game against uh, Miami in Gillette with my father, and it was the first time in a long time I got to walk into Gillette Stadium in a beautiful, sunny day. And that stadium is just pristine and gorgeous and beautiful, and New England is pristine and gorgeous and beautiful. <laughs> They're winning that game. God. My, oh, my. I got to take a shower after that one. Alex? You know they're playing in Buffalo, right? But I'm taking New England. <laughs> oh, yeah, because New England's never played in the <laughs> cold before. Pristine and gorgeous <laughs> and beautiful. But New England's winning that fucking game, yeah. Yeah. TJ? Yeah, I was watching uh, the TV the other day. I was watching the uh, movie channel. Goodwill Hunting came on. You guys seen that one? Great film. I, I might have caught bits and pieces what of about it at one apples? point or another. What about them apples? Uh, yeah, New England. Let's go New England. New England. I'm going New England as well. Uh, I, you know what? The real question is, this next game, who's got it better right now? Jimmy G. 1-0 Jimmy G or Mitchell Trubisky when the San Francisco 49ers show up Ooh. to the Chicago Bears in a cold, cold matchup fun. of shitty teams. Tony, who you got? I'm taking the most beautiful New England Patriots quarterback there ever was in the tan and beautiful San Francisco. I've said beautiful way too much on this podcast. Either way, Jimmy G's winning this game. Wait, wait, time out. Jimmy yeah. G, more beautiful than Tommy B? Tommy Brady in his prime over Jimmy G now? That's Mr. Crazy. GQ Man of the Year? 
Look at that smile. Look at that smile. Jimmy G all the way. Garoppolo. Oh, wow. Interesting. Alex. He's a beautiful man. Give me San Fran. Whoa. TJ. Duh. Bear stuff, bear stuff, bear stuff, bear stuff, bear stuff, bears. Mitchell Trubisky, I think so. I'm going to go with Mitchell as well. Dangles. I have also got the Bears here. They're playing in Chicago. Come on. San Francisco doesn't play in the cold. It's going to be, be cold. Let's be real here. All right. Next we have who? Alex. The New York Giants at your Oakland Raiders. Oy. Let me just say real quick. Um, if you guys recall, several weeks ago, I did uh, I did pick Oakland versus the Giants in the Super Bowl, and I wear a ACDC 17 shirt. He does. He and a does. Giants jersey weekly. However, Davis Webb is going to be playing a lot after Geno Smith throws three interceptions. This is going to be a fucking nightmare. Navarro Bowman and Khalil Mack are going to have a field day. Oakland. 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 I'm agreeing with you. Deej, what do you think? Uh, Oakland. Oakland. Dangles? Yeah, I got uh, Oakland is in this as well. Tony? I told Elche a long time ago that I'm so excited for the fact that if Eli Manning goes down, I get to sit next to Alex Elche and watch him watch Geno Smith quarterback. He is the New York Giants. Nothing is going to make me happier than to just look at it. I might not even watch the game. I just watch Alex. Uh, <laughs> Giants are going to lose. I can't wait to see it happen. Geno Smith, baby. Giants lose. Thanks, bud. Alex, you just started selling tickets. I might even buy one. For the record, I usually just watch Alex during Giants games every Sunday. It's going to be a nightmare. It's really amusing. It's quite the show. And speaking of shows, we've got the Carolina Panthers at the New Orleans Saints in the afternoon I'm having a on premonition. Sunday. What do you, what, I'm what having is it? a premonition. Next week, midweek, I get a phone call to be on the show, and I say, what had happened was the Carolina Panthers did work, beat the Saints, led the division, Cadillac McCaffrey, two touchdowns, Cam Newton, Superman. Let's go. You okay? Oh, I'm good. You good? Yeah. All right. Just look like you're a little shaky well, there. Well, time travel. Alex. I love you, bud. I really do. Mm. I really, really do. I feel a butt coming. But the Saints are the best team in the NFL last week was a little bit of a fluke, I think. A little little, little hurt on defense. And, yes, the Rams played well. I'm not going to deny that. They did. But the Saints are the best team in the NFL, in my opinion. I'm taking the Saints. Ooh. Dangles. Well, you know, uh, as and Tony, you weren't here for it, so I'll, I'll mention it yet again. You know, I was at the Rams game this past Sunday when they played the Saints. I got to tell you what, that that run by Alvin Kamara was something else. This kid is going to be a superstar. They are very impressive to watch on offense. The poise that they move with and how just Drew Brees in person is 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 also just like a space. It's like watching a you know watching Michelangelo paint the Sistine Chapel. It's really 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 pretty. Uh, Jesus, but thanks. having said all of that, <laughs> like who sees said, him do that? Why don't you marry him? Having says all, has said all of that, I'm picking Carolina to win this game. My man. Yeah. yeah wow. Man. After that defense, all that, I know. After all, after all, all that, of that hoopla, I am. Uh, I'm picking Carolina to win this game. They're the best team in the NFC South. Pull yourself together, Dallas. <laughs> oh, hey, th- hey, think about this. This is based on one stat and one stat alone, this pick, really, uh, which is number of dunks in a game over the course of this season. Cam Newton has one. Everyone else in the NFL has zero. I think in the history of the NFL. Pony, who you got? Like like Rodney Dangerfield, Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers get no respect, no nice. respect at all. That defense is so so good, and L.A. Rams show that if you can stop New uh, New Orleans from being able to run the ball, they can be beat. And I think that defense stops New Orleans from running the ball. I think this is the game of the week. I think there's late games heroics here, but I'm picking Carolina to win out because of the defense. Carolina, interesting. Smart well, man. I'm gonna have to disagree with you. I think I think the New Orleans Saints 
who are the second-ranked offense in the league playing a second-ranked defense have something special, and that's Drew Brees. I mean, Drew Brees has not had his better year, but however, he always plays well at home, and he always plays well against the Carolina Panthers as evidence of their 34-13 win earlier this year against the Carolina Panthers. I'm going Drew, and I'm going big. Let's go Saints. Okay, well, you're wrong, but... March him into town. Next, Philadelphia Eagles, Seattle Seahawks, Sunday Night Football. Tony? This game's going to be a lot of fun. I don't think, however, it's going to be fun for the Seattle Seahawks. They have no one in the defensive backfield. Philly has been on fire. I'm riding the hot hand. Russell Wilson's going to have some fun, but Philly wins by over two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. Wow, in Seattle. Alex, you're shaking your head. Good God, man. It's in Seattle, first of all. It makes it a much tougher game for Philly. Carson Wentz. Yeah, he's playing out of his mind. I think he comes back down to earth here. Russell Wilson is going to show that he is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. He's going to control the game clock. And I think we're going to see a little bit uh, of that uh, of that uh, of the stands taking taking the game for him. I'm taking Seattle. I also hate Philly for the record. Emotional pick out of Alex Alche. TJ, do you agree? Nah, Philly. Cool. Dangles? <laughs> Short and sweet. I like it. He gets to the point. I'm also picking Philadelphia here. Seattle's shown that they could be beat uh, at home and, and with no one in left in the Legion of Boom, really. Um, Russell Wilson's going to have to do it all by himself with a crappy offensive line, no running game, and one feasible receiver, too, if you count Jimmy Graham um, picking the Eagles to steal one in Seattle. Eagles stealing one in the last outpost. Uh, interestingly enough, the Seattle Seahawks, eighth-ranked offense, eighth-ranked defense versus the Philadelphia Eagles' third-ranked offense and sixth-rate defense. This is going to be a great game uh, on this beautiful West Coast. Uh, however, I am going to be picking the surging Carson Wentz-led Philadelphia Eagles. I just don't think there's anybody who's going to stop this treasure trove of good players. Until they lose. True that. True that. However, it's not going to be this week. Philadelphia wins big. And now we have this awesome historical matchup against the Steelers and Cincinnati Bengals on Monday night. Alex, oh, who are you feeling? It's, you know, Pittsburgh hasn't, been, hard. Pittsburgh hasn't been playing as well as you think, but I'm, I'm still going Pittsburgh. Tony? Uh, Pittsburgh had a scare with Green Bay, but they're going to come to work against Cincy because they have New England on the horizon. They can't overlook Cincy, but they're going to do well. And with this pick... You can uh, light up your cigar. You can pop the champagne and get the duck boats ready because I guarantee Tony Cavallo is going 16-0 this week. Pittsburgh wins. Wow. Wow. All right. Duck boats are coming out. He's already celebrating. TJ, what say you? Uh, I say say I'm sitting across two dashing, handsome redheads right now. I'll tell you that much. Alex Alche, Brian the Ballerina. And uh, so I got the uh, the ginger spirit. Oh, baby. You know what I red mean? rocketing. Oh, I'm going to uh, buy a ticket one way on the red rocket, and we're going to go all the way to victory. Whoa. What an upset. I, I I appreciate it, and my my hat is tipped to you, good sir, for the acknowledgement. However, I do think you're crazy, and I do think the Pittsburgh Steelers mm. stick it to Andy Dalton. We'll see. This could be, in my opinion, one of his last games. I think they got to start thinking about who else they can get this team rolling with. You've been it. pulling for that backup all damn season. <laughs> yeah, I was just I'm about every, to give you crap about I'm, your love for AJ I'm, 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 and, and I'm going to until it happens. Dangles. 
I'm going with Pittsburgh in this one, uh, even though this is in Cincinnati. Cincinnati stinks. They're just terrible. Although I will say uh, Joe Mixon is is finally coming around. He had an incredible week. And they still suck. An incredible week, but they still stink because they can't go any get anything. See, the thing about the run game is that it's supposed to open up the pass game for you. But when you don't have a pass game to open up, huh. the run game can only get you so far. So they don't uh, have a pass game. So they don't have a pass game. I'm going with Pittsburgh. 32nd rate offense. All right, well, that's this week. That's this week for mm. the uh, week 13 of the NFL season. We got a lot of interesting matchups, a lot of differences this week, Dangs. Yeah, we absolutely uh, – we, we do have some good differences in here. It's the, 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 There's five of us here today, so it's really difficult to see right off the bat where, <laughs> where, where right we differ. But don't worry, Tony, don't worry, Tony's going 16-0. and 0, Oh, yeah, So it doesn't true. really so matter. So we really just I'm, have to sort of use his as a litmus test for everything else. Yeah. I'm calling right now Tony's going 7-9. 7-9. and nine. Seven and nine. I mean, who knows? Who knows? There's a lot of good matchups this week. But, Tony, thank you for all your lovely uh, your input, and thank you for calling in. Tony, uh, when are you back? Uh, just, it doesn't matter. Just get me out of New York. Can anybody just get me out of New York? <laughs> Is there a flight someone can buy me right now? Isn't that a out. movie? That, that's out. a movie, I believe. Well, we miss you, bud. Yeah, we, we uh, well, get, get get out of there soon because it, it, I know it, it smells like hot pee all the time, and, and it's just not a great place to be. Come back to sunny L.A. It's terrible. I was mugged three times while I was on the phone with you guys. <laughs> All right, well, stay safe out there, buddy, and uh, don't eat the yellow snow. Carry your mace. All right, adios, guys. All right, this was fun. We'll uh, we'll see you next time. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is it for this week on the Left Coasters podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, as you do every week, and we know you do. That was Tony Cavallo that you just heard on the phone. I am Matt D'Angelo Antonio. Brian the Ballerina Balzarini is with us, as always, guest host this week. And thank you guys both for coming in. Uh, real pleasure to have you, as always. Uh, and, and what a great week to have you to be able to talk about the NFC South, to be able to talk about the Giants and Eli Manning, Alex Alche, TJ Wortham, uh, two of our regular uh, 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 guests and fill-ins. Thank you guys for coming in. As Thank always, you for your contributions. As, yeah. as always, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at The Left Coasters Podcast. We're at Left Coasters Pod on Twitter. You can go to our website, theleftcoasterspodcast.com. Find us on SoundCloud at The Left Coasters Podcast. You can download us wherever you get your podcast. Whatever app you're listening to us on right now, you can subscribe to us there. Leave us a review if you don't mind. It helps other people find the show uh, and it helps uh, well get us extra stars because we need more stars on yes, our podcast. Yes, we do. Because you know, it's a good show. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week for week 14 of the NFL season here in Los Angeles. Until then, ram, ram, it. ram it. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs>